This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. You are listening to Lucha Afterground. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lucha Afterground, the premier Lucha Underground after show on the web. Uh, my name is Max, and joining me, as always, uh, is... Travis and I gotta say it's now official like it's not just us saying this the premier lucha underground after show on the internet we have a big announcement I teased it on Twitter earlier today Mr. Charlton I know you you were excited <laughs> our fan we love you buddy we love you that's right uh, and we got some great news uh, that we have been picked up by the place to be nation podcast network so that's huge just in terms of of people listening more ears out there it's huge in terms of recognition that's like people are starting to realize that we are the premier (laughs) lucha underground after show podcast it's no longer well, we have uh, to be careful now, because before we were screaming into a vacuum yes. about how we were the best. <laughs> and now that we have the backing of the place to be nation, yeah. if we say something, if we actually want to start a Twitter f- warfare, yeah, yeah. it might actually happen. That so let's right. just That's be good careful point. Good with point. our wording here. Good point. Now that, we, now that we're in the, in the ring. Anyways, anyways, that's huge news for us. We are super thrilled. Uh, big thanks to Chad and Brad from Place to Be Nation, but also... Huge thanks to to Kelly Nelson for really putting us over there. And, the Ken uh, Burns of wrestling. Uh, the Ken Burns of wrestling. He's the guy. We love him. Uh, we owe him. Uh, I was thinking about that. We'll talk about it off air about how we can uh, repay our friend yeah, Kelly Nelson. Um, I uh, I guess we'll do some quick plugs before we get into. Well, I mean, we're happy no, we to be plugs back at the end, man. We'll do plugs at the end. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like it. I like it. That's more. Uh, Most people that we haven't we haven't earned anybody's trust yet. I like it. Good. Uh, so here we are. Uh, what is Lucha Underground? It's uh, basically it's a react reaction analysis of everything that happened in Lucha Underground um, earlier in the week. Um, we basically go through every episode and uh, talk about what happened, and we'll just give you guys a couple of. Uh, uh, we'll chat about some of the news items that have, uh, have occurred uh, during the week as well. Lucha Underground related, always. Mm-hmm. Um, so just on that uh, note, before we dive into uh, the first episode of Season 3, a couple of things I uh, want to uh, just uh, bring to the table here. Uh, it looks like, um, according to the uh, Wrestling Observer, the uh, uh, Lucha Underground talent has been contacted about possible live events. In October, October 16th, San Diego, October 23rd in Phoenix, October 30th in Houston. Um, This is why I bring it up, because I thought this was really interesting. Uh, And I'm quoting here word for word. One of the things holding the promotion back from running live events was that Lucha Underground wanted to run in venues that they could set up to look like the temple to keep the Lucha Underground experience. Ah, wow. Mm -hmm. Would, obviously, that's ideal. Uh Uh-huh. And I think this speaks to how the temple itself is sort of a character. Yep. Um, would you feel disappointed, Trav, if Lucha Underground came to Vancouver, let's say, where we're broadcasting yes. from, and was going to do a, a house show out of Pacific Coliseum? Sure. Um, Whatever. What? Uh, Queen Elizabeth Theater. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're uh, in Canada when... Yeah. <laughs> mm. Would you... Would that Would that take some of the edge off? Uh if I knew that other places were getting the full temple treatment, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I love the idea. That sounds great. Yeah. You'd have to think about where the the ideal location in Vancouver would be for that. Some kind of warehouse. But also, man, Canada's not even on their radar. Yeah, we know, know. that. They, they don't always speak Spanish up here. But also, they're not trying to make it more available to Canadians. I know. So I don't think it's. I don't. It's nice. We might get a, a Seattle road trip at best. I think is what we'd get out of this. Right. Right. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's funny. You know, I looked at um, iTunes before uh, the first episode started because I wanted to just give them my money. Mm-hmm. Like I want to pay El yeah. Ray. Yeah. So I can watch season three. Yes. In high def mm-hmm. off my television. Was it available? 
No. No. Still no. only season one is available on iTunes. In Canada? In Canada. Oh. Well, that's... Uh, that's. I didn't even know season one was available in Canada. Oh, wow. There yeah. you go. So that's good. Mm-hmm. We won't talk about how we watch the show. Yes. <laughs> We have friends. We have friends. Um, all right, so that's. Uh, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, also, actually, today uh, we are recording this on Saturday, September tenth. Uh, this evening, um, at uh, some sort of television conference, uh, there is going to be an L Ray panel, and they have all the people, all of the um, uh, producers from uh, Lucha Underground. Was that not there. yesterday? I saw some tweets. Is at the Paley Center yeah, in yeah, LA? Yeah. yeah, I saw some images. Someone looked beautiful. Want to take a guess? Melissa Del Santos looked stunning. <laughs> she was there. Yes, uh, it sounded that. really uh, positive from what I read. Hmm. Shit, I wish you would have given me a heads up. I could have given you a little more on that. No, I was reading about. Good. I think it was last night. Uh, being that's that would be Friday night. Uh, I definitely saw images. You're talking about Paley Center in definitely. Los Angeles, right? Yeah, that yep. was it. Yeah, I saw some images. Looks like they had uh, maybe a half dozen chairs set up at the front. They mm-hmm. probably watched. I'm going to guess the the premiere and then uh, did the Q and A afterwards. Right. Well, if no news came out of it, like I was looking for mm-hmm. news, I can see how if it was just like a sales pitch or something, <sighs> then that would. I feel like there was some like the Joseph tidbits that people had uh, had quoted, mm. and there was. We'll get back to you, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or like, I'll see if I can maybe retweet them on it. We're trying to get the Twitter more active. Uh, uh, if there is something of note, we'll put it up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, let's get into it. Um, here we are, back for season, uh, back for season three. Season three. What, what do you think right now? The chances are this is the final season. Forty episodes. Forty. I think this might be it. It yeah. sounds like. Again, we've done our best to avoid spoilers, but it sounds like there was lots of tears mm. in that 40th episode. Like, it sounds like it's really emotional. Mm. Mm. Um, there has been a lot of rumors about Ricochet backing out of his yeah, underground contract. I think it's already done. I think it's already done. I think he's done. But, and, that's, and that's a shame, but uh, they got enough talent and other enough talent out there to just keep adding if they wanted to. Certainly. I think... I th- I think Maybe we'll know more after episode twenty. I think we'll know if 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 we haven't heard if they're going to be a uh, if there's going to be a season four. I think we'll know by then as to like what direction mm-hmm. or maybe not. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. Uh, I'll tell you this, Trav. We recorded our thoughts all for season two. We we didn't start until season two. We didn't mm-hmm. do season one. Mm-hmm. If this is the final season, this let's continue the podcast and let's go back and revisit season sure. one. I'm in. I'm in. Of course, I think that would be fun. I like it. Okay, cool. All right, so let's jump into it. Uh, do you want to lead us through? Sure. Lucha Underground, Season 3, Episode 1. First sequence. Uh, looks like we're in uh, the penitentiary. What's the name of the uh, city that this takes place in? Boyle in Heights. Boyle Heights. Do you think Boyle Heights has a penitentiary? Well, they have some sort of holding cell. I'm yeah, sure there's I don't probably know. lots of petty crime going on. <laughs> in Boyle Heights. Uh, Dario's in prison doing chin-ups, which to me felt a little wrong. I chin-ups. here's what I, I well I mean like no he was he chin ups or pull ups I think they're called chin ups. Um, he a was chin up. You would have a bar. There was a bar there. No, he had put up his cot and he was using the legs. I thought he was using like the towel bar. No, it's no? definitely his cot. Okay, chin ups or pull ups. You guys let us know. So here's what I think. Like it feels wrong. It feels because he was walk. He when he last time we saw him, the very last image we saw, he was smiling. This is no problem. Yeah, like uh, I'll be in and out in a minute. Mm-hmm. What I here's what I would have done right away here. Oh jeez, uh, I would have just had him on that smile, that same smile, open on that same smile of Dario. Mm. But maybe he's in the yard and people are working out behind him, and then this person comes to him. Hmm. You know what, like you know what I mean? Well, extra extras cost money, Trav. I guess <laughs> extras I guess. cost money. I just like uh, it feels like he had to, and from from all accounts, it's like when he says later to open up the temple. That as much time has passed now, we, I, maybe as that's, viewers, we're supposed to think that whatever three months have passed. Well, that's that is my question for you: is how much time do you think has passed between the end of mm-hmm. Ultima Lucha Dose and now? Because if things seem to pick up pretty quickly, I would say real time. I think it's been three months. If it's like it's time to open up the temple again, as he says to people, uh, we'll get to that. I just think I, 
for a guy who's supposed to have everything all sorted out, like it looks like, he, why should he have to start working out in here? Like, are we? Did he? Did, were there three months of because of Dario behind the uh, yeah. behind, like, and getting a little involved? Like, hey, mamacita, somebody says to him, he's like, man, I gotta get working. Like, he's kept that confidence on. Don't worry, I'll be fine. But then, like, it's getting closer and closer to like that. Uh, somebody's finding him. I think I've noted. I think I don't think he's. I don't think he. <laughs> I don't. I cannot envision a world where he is worried about being uh-huh. assaulted. Uh-huh. I think he just want. He has nothing else to do, and he's a dangerous man. Okay. He murdered okay. a man. Yes. he's murdered yes. several people, sure. and he's just practical. Staying he's like, I'm shape. here. What am I going to do? I may have I'm, to murder another guy. I may have I to murder another guy. Let's keep it. Let's keep okay. myself in shape. Okay. Hey, maybe I overthought it. But do you see my point there? Like, if this is the guy who's not worried about having to go and spend time in jail, that all of a sudden he's he's a. Uh, uh, comfortable prisoner. Oh well, I think he was comfortable. Well, I think we find that out later on when we're, he's talking to Mario. Oh yes, Mai. yes, there is one he thing had been he's taken care of. Yeah, he met some pretty cool guys in prison. Yeah, met some pretty cool guys. I think that was an uh, that was an interesting tease. Uh, yes. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so so then the guard comes in and tells him, "You must have friends in high places." And Dario says, "You have no idea," mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, 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 totally. I. It seems. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if that was in reference to um, the guy in the limo later, Dr. Claw, Mm -hmm. or if that was in reference to Marty the Moth, or some sort of higher power. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking like gods, like they're talking about gods gods. in the sky. Right, right. It's true, it's true. Uh, So, he leaves, he goes to collect his stuff, and kablammo, the honky-tonk man, that is so awesome. I know. Wonderfully cast. Perfect. It like he's perfect. so good. They yep. give him that one last little look after he walks by, and you see the guitar in the background. I didn't notice that. Yes, you do. That's even better. Yeah. yeah. So they've got thirty-nine more episodes. Are there going to be thirty-nine more cameos? I, why not? Well, are there thirty-nine living legendary yes. wrestlers? Yes. I don't who think are so. Die, who are like dying for like a, a dollar? Dollar. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what they. I don't think I would be able to recognize a lot of them. Now, I know. Honky Tonk has a, has, a, a, has a look. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's was, instantly recognizable. perfect... Like, he looked like a Tarantino type slash Rodriguez yeah. like character. And he did himself. a great job. I thought he was awesome. Yeah. I, I, you know what? He's an early contender for the... <laughs> the non, he's the an early contender for the, for the end of year award for yeah. best non-Dario Cueto performance, performance. English language, no makeup. No makeup. <laughs> For those of you who are just joining us, please stick with us. We'll explain everything. Everything will be explained. Um, Uh, So he takes him out. So a limo pulls up. Hold up. We can't can't skip past this moment. Okay. One giant key. He hands him his giant key. He doesn't say key. key. He says one one giant giant key. (laughs) One giant key. Yeah. One giant key. I loved it. I popped for that. I laughed out loud. Yeah. It was delivered with perfect comedic timing yeah. honky tonk man early contender That's nominated all. i'm nominating him okay here. okay okay good mm-hmm. um like i said yeah he's beautifully cast that was great work and if man if they can find seriously there at least 20 of the 40 episodes if they can find uh spots for some of these old legends i know who else would you throw in there sabu was one i thought off the top oh, of yeah. my head that would be really good um, terry funk Terry Funk easily. Yeah. Like so many, man. Totally. So many. Hmm. Uh, Booker T, he seems to have kind of an okay thing. Is he thing. allowed? He does things that, that aren't involved with WWE. And dude, there are so many. Like Ricky Morton. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, like, uh, you can put Bobby JR in there. Would, yeah. Let's get JR JR would be perfect. Uh, we could get... Um, uh, oh, I'm sure that there's just a million Haku? legendary... Haku? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, there's a million legendary luchadors that we yeah, know nothing yeah, about yeah, that would yeah. resonate so yeah, much yeah. with uh, with the uh, yeah. with that audience. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so, so continue. I just wanted to me... dwell for a second on... One giant key. Okay. We're, we're, we're in, we can now proceed. Yeah. So Lemo pulls up, and Lorenzo Lamas is back in there. He shaved. Yeah. He shaved. He looks a lot older. <laughs> Does he? Now that yeah. he shaved, yeah. Uh, he looks shiny. He looked really tan, too. Uh, shiny, maybe because he's sweating, because yeah. he's so nervous. You know, he doesn't Claw. like being that close to Dr. Claw. <laughs> I can't wait. That guy needs... They need to give that guy a name yeah. soon, because if you keep shooting him like that, he's just going to be known as Dr. But Claw. But here's the thing. Like, we see his claw. This The guy warns him. So, this is after Lama says that the charges have been dropped. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, 
uh, be careful, your next sentence will be a death sentence. And then we see this claw. But remember when he lit a cigar earlier? Yeah. It was like a, just a black glove. Was it the other hand? No, that that uh, that's that a great question. Else? I think no, it's definitely the same person, the same character for mm-hmm. sure. I think, but I think this the metal sort of glove is new. They've added it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's part of his character. Okay. I, I, I don't... I think if they could go back in time, they would have added it then mm-hmm. at the beginning. Okay. Uh, so that that's it. And that moves us inside the temple. And we see a rap punk band. It's not too crazy about that. The Chimps. Is that what they were called? The Chimps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if they come back. We should have a new end of year award for favorite band. Okay. Sure. Okay. So early. Okay. Right now, the chimps just by are running default. Away with yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> and I already said I wasn't pleased about it. And that brings us to our newest episode of Man in the Wedge. I gotta get that wedge. So, for our new listeners, it should be noted that every time we enter the temple, you see a two-shot Vampiro and and Matt Stryker introducing us to the temple, but there is always someone in between them, right in the middle there. Uh, and we refer to them as the man in the wedge. There are times when it has been a woman in the wedge. Uh, there are times when uh, it's kind of been like, oh, could it be this person? Like it kind of falls in the middle. Uh, but today there was a definite man in the wedge. Uh, I'm looking at him right now. Can you play it a little bit, like a little further? Okay, I'm going to say, at first I was going to say racially ambiguous, but probably right. Latino. Travis is obsessed with race, <laughs> by the way, I was just as you'll s- learn. <laughs> obsessed with race anyways he's a big guy he's a big guy like imagine so let's say if he is asian let's say he was the kid from up and uh and mm-hmm. you know the right after up. up finished his mom took him back to his house and said you are never leaving the house again and that's and, a little cruel and he just stuck around and just started watching lucha that's all he did and got really he got heavy until finally he was like eventually mom can we go to this is this is too cruel what, what <laughs> but who look, are you the reason why i'm saying this is because it looks like he's brought his mom just to his left no yes there's an older lady just to his left no You're, this is out of character for you trap what it's not out of character for you to be obsessed with race but it is <laughs> to be like to be uh, you're t- just slagging this poor guy i think he's a fun guy i think he look i'm just trying to create a narrative for what brought him here to uh to Lucha Underground. He's enthusiastic. He's wearing a Lucha Underground t-shirt. Well, I think they... He's really enthusiastic. He is married as well, so he's not that big of a okay. loser. Okay. You can see his wedding okay. r- wedding ring as plain okay. as day. All Anyways, right. so let's just say he's... Let's refer to him as the kid from Up. The kid from Up. Yeah. Okay. All grown up. Okay. The kid from Up, all grown up. The kid from Up, all grown up. I'm going to write that down. The first man in the witch. So, and here's the, other, the, the what we learned over last season. The One of the real reasons we've started using Man in the Witch, is we, we've, deci- we've learned that it's kind of a... It gauges the time cycles for when they shoot these episodes. Uh, so, every time they're in the temple, they tend to shoot three or four at a time. Usually, you'll see the, the same three... Uh, or the same man in the wedge over those three to four episodes. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Totally. Okay. Totally. So we can tell, we use the man in the wedge to tell where they are in a shooting cycle. So um, obviously right now it's not all that useful, but if we see uh, the kid from Up all grown up three times in a row, mm-hmm. on the third time we'll probably guess that this is probably the end of the end of the day shooting. Mm-hmm. Guys may have worked once or twice already. Yeah. Things might not be as crisp. Yep. Yeah, so that's a, it's a, you know, it's a good, uh, it's scale. basically, we have, it's the only thing we've ever contributed to Lucha <laughs> Underground. That's right. Analysis. That's right. But we're proud of it, damn uh, it. That's right. That's right. So uh, we have the kid from Up, all grown up. He's our first man in the wedge. Mark it on your, um, man in the wedge charts. Yes, that's right. Uh, we'll be sending those out, the official ones shortly. <laughs> uh, so Dario welcomes us back, and right away he announces, uh, Ray versus Pentagon, which is great. Uh, great main event. Um, <laughs> so he talks about how Pentagon was great. He was really happy about how he bled Vampiro like a pig. I thought this was so weird. And then tried to make an, uh, a pig noise, but didn't quite work on the mic. It was like... <laughs> like he couldn't quite do it. And then changed it to oink, 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 and extended. So this is... <laughs> 
One, like we've thought Dario's been perfect up to this point. We've learned that his his pig sounds uh, pig sounds on the microphone in the temple are not the best. He had to call an audible on the fly. That's right, that's right. But I think he came out okay. Me too. Yeah, he me just. Too. Needs to I say, laughed a lot. I thought yeah, it was me hilarious. too. I, I thought it was mean spirited for Dario <laughs> yes. to do that. Yes, he's not. I mean, Dario is not a kind man. No. But, but he, doesn't, one, he doesn't take pleasure in, like, petty He was really things. picking a fight He here. really was, yeah. It was, I don't know what, what's <laughs> going on there. Seems a little uh, weird. So, and then he goes outside. He introduces us to a, and I quote, a new concept. And it's Dario's Dial of Doom. Max, what did you think? Dario's Dial of Doom. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling we'll be using that for the weeks to come. Uh-huh. Dario's Dial of Doom. Um... I am totally cool with the Dial of Doom. Mm-hmm. I'm cool calling it the Dial of Doom. Mm-hmm. I love the concept. I think it's great. I think it it will it will bring some it's some fun booking and it will have um, a way to get some people involved in the matches in the show off the top of the season that maybe don't have a, a meaty storyline until midway through the season or mm-hmm. near the end of the season stuff like that. So I think it works. Yeah. What, the, the thing I'm just like a little like ah, I, um, is uh. It looked a little too profesh for me. Yeah. I would like to see a Dial of Doom that looked like it was... Made m- out of bones? Ma- or, yeah, I mean, it's just... Um, it was neither here nor there. Either make it like Dario handcrafted it himself or got some cronies to make it. Made it they're not going to be... Yeah, they're not going to be good crafters. Yes. Right? Yeah. They're not going to be good fabricators yeah. of props. <laughs> So it looked like it was a well-fabricated yeah, prop. Yeah. Or go the other way, make it extreme, yeah. make it huge and big and weird, bones, yeah. that kind of stuff. Either one of those would work for me. This one in the middle felt a little bit mm-hmm. too much like television show, and yeah. it kind of took me out of it a little bit. You see, I was a little more put off by the idea of it as a gimmick, because I've seen it, didn't it like so it. many times in bad wwe storylines when it's Have just you? lazy yeah man oh, when okay. they bring out a, a, a spinning wheel you know it's just like here we go but in wwe when they had used it before if they're shooting that stuff live they wouldn't be able to manipulate who actually i think they still found ways found ways and i think that i would imagine they're still doing that with this oh of course yeah if you look at the way that that, yeah. that sequence was and cut, it cut to it yeah like it, it was definitely meant to be <sighs> havoc. so in a way from a writing standpoint it's kind of lazy too i think well we'll see where it goes we'll see where it goes <laughs> you know my initial thing of when he unveiled it i was like Ugh. Just, I just because I have I have bad associations with wheels. If oh, you've okay. watched a lot of <laughs> I have bad associations on, on, with on wrestling, wheels and wrestling, uh, every time one comes up, it's always like, is this going to be a table match? Is it going to be a street fight? Like, yeah. And this goes back to like the you know early to mid aughts, man, when Bischoff was in charge and mm-hmm. things like that, the ruthless aggression era. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, I don't have those negative feelings. Yeah. I, you know, I have been watching wrestling for two years. Mm-hmm. I don't. Re- uh, this is. I have enough faith in. For me, it makes sense from a when you're trying to plot out a forty episode yeah. season. The uh, I definitely didn't like the look of it though. Okay, mm-hmm. that's me. Did you take a look at all the names on? Oh, yeah, the I list? saw Doctor Wagner, Doctor Wagner Junior. <laughs> Who else? Um, everybody that you would imagine, yeah. except for there was one surprise on there. Um, and I hope because it's so glaring that it means we're going to see this match happen. Bengala? Not no. Bengala. Could you imagine? We're huge Bengala marks. <laughs> Lucha Afterground. You, you, if you're watching, if you're listening to this, and in a future episode, Bengala shows up, you best tune in. Yes. You best yes. tune in to Lucha Afterground. Yeah. It'll be all Bengala talk. Yeah, yeah. I want to do a special ep. Just Bengala. Just Bengala. Um... No, the name on it was Mariposa. Yeah, I did see that one. That you? would be weird, man. Yeah. I am on board. Okay. I am on board. Yeah, Mariposa I, Matanza. Mariposa versus Matanza. Uh, let's see it. I want to see it. And Because yep. uh, I have always felt that Mariposa, all of her matches, I have never had a connection with her at all. Meaning and seeing her thrust into a championship match against Matanza, uh, Alex things. Cobb, the guy who plays Matanza... Or, uh, uh, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb, sorry, thanks. Uh, who is so... Um, they seem, he's, he puts together good matches. Yeah. But good matches. Yeah, so let's athletic. see Let's see a good match with mm-hmm. Mary Posa. Make me feel something. I love the no Moss match, but that was all sexy star. Yeah. Yep. And anyways. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, we have Mary Bosa. That's a potential matchup coming soon. Mm-hmm. All right. So that brings us to our first match, which is Matanza versus Son of Havoc. And then we hear the, the, a new uh, soundboard entry. <laughs> he was really losing it there. He's pumped to be back. Yeah. <laughs> He's really like, I, I think... I think Dari was given a little more than he than he needed to this first premiere. I think he got a little too hyped up. Yeah, he he's had, always great. I mean, we're not going to... Mm-hmm. Like, it's always nitpicky with him. Uh, it's like an A instead of an A-plus performance. Kind so of true. Thing. So uh, true. Uh, but I think he was he was trying to do a little too much uh, bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Also, um, just on the, before we get into the match itself, Melissa, uh, the ring announcer, yep. looking pretty buff. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. she's got some guns so suddenly. Cut. Yep. Yeah, maybe entering the ring. Huh? Is she uh, training? I don't. Uh, not that I've heard She's of. Just keeping fit. Not that I've heard of. Yeah. Okay. She likes yeah. to specialize. That's yeah. fine. Uh, so when this match started, I, I thought to myself, I really hope for a happy Son of Havoc story this season. <laughs> like something good happens for him. Yeah. Well, I don't think who has had a happy story. Nobody. Uh, that's a good question. Sexy star, things have gone gotten better for her. That's you have true. to have a fall before a rise. That's true. Uh, the Mac. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really have a story, but he was a good guy, and he won. Yeah. But some, you know, everyone's kind of trending in different directions along their ways, right? Like, yeah. things are looking great for... Uh, oh, no, they lost the belts, uh, Lucha Worldwide. Lucha, uh, no, uh, Worldwide Underground. Worldwide Underground. Yeah. But, I mean, like, things are still going well for them. And, the, and like, the guys who beat them, you should say that they're in a happy spot. That's true. That's true. Okay. So, Vamp... No, Vampiro knows about Matanza's story here. He mentions that he's a guy who's been locked up in a cage. Like, what would you be like if yada, yada, yada? Oh, did he really? Yes. That oh, feels like it I doesn't match. Know. Yeah. Like if he's a commentator. But then we see him as a character backstage later. So maybe it's okay with him. Like, should Is Stryker it just common like, knowledge? What the hell are you talking about? Maybe everybody there just knows. knows yeah, Matanza's kept his in a cage. In his cage. That's what that key is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, man. I didn't like it. Yeah, if that's true, I I prefer it always when uh, those the the, the Matt Striker just... and Vampire and Vampiro mm-hmm. they don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They are unaware of what's mm-hmm. been happening in yeah. the background. Yeah, and I think it still exists to some extent. I think this mm-hmm. is just a weird kind of maybe a flub, maybe or maybe this is just one of those things that kind of spills over, like you said. Or maybe it's like, okay, here we are, season three, we have to give some kind of exposition from a television production standpoint. So, so. Sure. All of these are possibilities. Yeah. Still, you uh, don't have to like it. So it was good. This was a really good match. I liked it. Son of Havoc dropped that great kind of outside stalled elbow where he yeah. kind of hangs from thing. Yeah, and he doesn't move. You know what I love about Son of Havoc is that he has he has such a wide arsenal of mm-hmm. maneuvers, and he yep. doesn't use he doesn't use all his best stuff every time. No, nope. you know only yeah. when it, it's, it's different. Yeah. yeah, he had a really nice offensive sequence that led to a near fall. Uh, that led to Dario because he was because he got a good shine early. Uh, uh, Son of Havoc, and you hear Dario kind of do uh, Matanza. What's going on? <laughs> like this is <laughs> like he's actually legit, kind of yeah, worried. Yeah. Uh, Matanza takes over again easily, so it's keeping him strong. Hits those two standing moonsaults. I think the, yeah. the third one or the second one kind of missed a little bit, got just enough. But they and then they sold the announcer sold it as a head headbutt. Butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And even uh, Cobb, he stands up. Matanza when he stands up, he like kind of smacked his head. His head, and he's head like, yeah. It was a headbutt. Yeah, good pros, good <laughs> yeah, good work. Yeah, uh, Son of Havoc holds on to a good chokehold for a while matanzo has to go to the outside mm-hmm. like he son of havoc looked great here totally i i, thought, I, I had moments where i was like is he gonna win? Havoc can you imagine win? they open with the... i know well i was like well, maybe you know it's yeah. possible yeah, yeah. The he's, he's been such a workhorse so like if they if they're if that's the kind of thing they reward then this, this is a guy that you would mm-hmm. um so I, had a, I thought, yeah, I thought this match was super crisp. Yeah, there was very, really, very little mm-hmm. in in this that that uh, looked sloppy or yeah. any miscues. May, they may have been protected by editing a little bit yeah. for sure. So that, but, that man, one, one spot great. that really stood out to me was like that kind of stomp off the top where he stomped onto him and then a moonsault off of that. Yep. and then he got kicked out. Like uh, Matanza pushed him up, but as he was pushed up in midair, he landed into the arm bar. Do you remember that? So it was into a submission. Yes, I'd yes. never seen that before. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. And then Matanza reverses or grabs. That's when he like picks uh, him up, picks yeah, him up by the armbar and, and slams him. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, it was very cool. Yeah, uh, one I, one thing that that uh, I, listen, I love Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. and I have very little, uh, um, you know, uh, negative things to say about this episode overall. I thought it was I thought it was very good. 
one thing that bothered me from a production standpoint here is that during a lot of the shots in this match especially you could see that it was daylight outside huh and that totally changed everything for me because now i'm these guys are fighting like in the afternoon <laughs> i like, didn't notice it yeah oh, you're just seeing there. shots of like the windows and stuff yeah like, windows and there's bright white light coming in hmm. and in that amount of light like even the cameras I, everything about the way it was shot kind of felt a little different and i wouldn't be surprised if that has something to do with like the light spectrum being including that daylight coming in interesting and i just so i just it really took me out of it honestly because matanza is not the type of character that you ever be in in daylight at a starbucks before yeah yeah and and lucha underground is not a show that should ever be existing during the day maybe in a vignette when pj black is beating up somebody in the motel or whatever that's fine but matches do not happen during the day it's an Mm -hmm. underground fight league it should be at night i see your point black out the windows Black yeah. out the windows. And and so as soon as I realized it was day, it was just like, man, I had a hard time sort of like latching back into the world. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't edit. That didn't really affect my enjoyment here. I gave it three and a half stars. I thought it was a really nice opener. Uh, Son of Havoc and Matanza both look stronger after this match. And that's mm-hmm. what you want with uh, especially and and a good like kind of reel everybody in for yeah. the new season. Yeah, it was good for sure. I, I went back. I watched the when the second time I watched the episode. Um, I appreciated the match way more than I did the first yeah. time because I just couldn't get over the light. Uh, <laughs> but it was—it's a great match. Uh, it stands on its own for wrestling fans. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely check it out. For me, it is a happy memory. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Voice of Ring of Honor's Kevin Kelly here. I want to make sure you're subscribed to all of our great feeds here at Place to Be Nation. Just head to iTunes today. And search and subscribe to the Place to Be podcast feed, the PWO PTBN feed, PTBN Pop, and of course, the Kevin Kelly Show feed, which includes the full archives of my podcast. Some really great stuff. Subscribe, listen, and then rate us and leave feedback today. Thanks for being a fan of professional wrestling. More importantly, thanks for being a fan and supporter of the Place to Be Nation. Place to be Nation is JT Rizzero here. In addition to the archives of The Kevin Kelly Show, we have a ton of great podcasts available to you on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and placetobenation.com. And we now offer them to you on two great feeds. On the Place to Be podcast feed, you can check out Scott Criscolo and me on The Mothership, The Place to Be podcast, with our famous Vintage Vault pay-per-view reviews. PTBN also covers current day wrestling with clotheslines and headlines, main event, Mission Indie Possible, in our monthly pay-per-view reaction shows with immediate feedback on WWE, NXT, and Ring of Honor Super Shows. Relive Wrestling's past with our monthly pay-per-view rewind series led by Ben Morse and the Dangerous Alliance Wrestling Podcast as we dive into various subjects in the form of exercises and games. All of this in addition to Scott Keith's Podcast of Doom, which includes discussions on questions from listeners as well as current day and old school wrestling. We also have sports covered too with the Sports Lounge, the TJ McLoon Show, and NBA Team Podcast. On our brand new PTB Pop podcast feed, we offer great shows such as the Glenn Butler Podcast Hour Spectacular, Rank and File, Lucha Undead, as well as a veritable podcast heaven for comics fans with the hard traveling fanboys, Sellers Points, Todd Weber's Conversation, and Imaginary Stories. Subscribe to both feeds on iTunes and be sure to rate and leave feedback as well. All of these shows are available on PlaceMation.com where we cover pro wrestling, sports, movies, comics, plus tournaments, and more. Be sure to check out on the right-hand side of the site for details on how to support the site when you shop at Amazon and download our free Place to Be Vintage Vault Refresh eBooks. We also want to thank our friends at Bonehead's Wing Bar in West Warwick, Rhode Island and Fall River, Massachusetts and Scott Keats' blog of doom. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr as well. PlaceToBeNation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. This is Parv, and I'm here to tell you to listen and subscribe to the Pro Wrestling Only Place to Be Nation podcast network. That's the PWO PTBN podcast network, where you'll find a ton of in-depth shows done by hardcore fans. We've got Chris Zellner's one-two punch of Exile on Bad Street and with David Bickenspan, a smash hit between the sheets. We've got Wrestling Culture with Dylan Hales and Dave Musgrave. Goodwill Wrestling and the reaction shows with good old Will from Texas. We got This Week in Wrestling with my man Pete and Johnny Sorrow. Stephen Graham and Tim Livingston's Pro Wrestling Super Show. Tag Team's Back Again with Kelly and Marty Sleaze. And a ton of other great shows too. And of course there's Titans of Wrestling and Where the Big Boys Play with yours truly and some dude from down south called Chad. PWO, PTBN, Podcast Network. 
Our next scene, Worldwide Universe enters Dario... Worldwide... No, Worldwide Worldwide Underground. Underground. Jesus Christ. Worldwide Underground enters Dario Cueto's office. Johnny Mundo wants a title match. He mentions... Oh, yeah, that is pretty bright now that Max is showing me a screenshot. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted Travis to see the bright lights. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's just like it's the middle of the day. It's 10 a.m. Anyways. Um, So... They mention Angelico, and it goes to this graphic flashback <laughs> oh my God. of them just beating the crap out of him. It was awesome. It was so awesome when jo- Johnny Mundo pulls up and gets out with no shirt on and an American flag scarf and the mm-hmm. headband, and he says, Do you "Oh, got this? here we go." Because this is up for this is up for debate. What he says exactly? Okay. Because I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Okay. I thought I knew what he said until I, I put it into the soundboard. Okay, okay here it is. Welcome to Slamtown, you pasty string bean. He's saying, welcome to Slamtown, you pasty string bean. Pasty. But here's what I think is initially he said piece of shit. And they've and they and they probably learned uh Maybe you've already got nuts in this word and the FCC mm. you need to change it. Because pasty string bean <laughs> sounds to me like a, a really bad uh like overdub on like police academy movies from the eighties and stuff. Yeah. I remember so they're they're like you remember when you know when they've had to overdub for like edit of for, course. for for TV. For television, There's yeah. a really famous one for uh that killed me when I was a kid in Police Academy when uh, Tackleberry says, please, before before I blow your goddamn uh, balls off, asshole. Yeah. And they changed it to freeze before I blow your gosh darn knees off, egg roll. Egg roll. <laughs> so this one, piece of shit to Pacey String Bean. Let's see. Let's listen. Welcome to Slab Town, you Pacey String Bean. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Pasty. It does fit up because he is a pasty string bean. At our end of year awards, at the end of uh, season two, end of season awards, we gave Johnny Mundo our. He was our top or number two, number two behind performance. Performance. Yeah, performer, performer of the year. And this is reasons why. Yeah. Welcome to Slab Town, you pasty string bean. <laughs> so good. And just Welcome the way he looked. Town, you pasty string bean. When no. he got out of that car, just with that, just a scarf and no shirt. It was so funny. You man. know what was weird? This this whole sequence. So the stuff in Dario's office, then the flashback, then back to Dario's office. Jack Evans doesn't say a word. Yeah. I, I love the way Jack Evans looks, so man. He looks like a skid that yeah. smells like wet weed and cigarettes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's so good for him. It's perfect. Like he, like, like he just looks like I, like I know that kid. I've seen him loitering outside of yeah. like convenience stores. You know, I really liked what they they actually tried to give PJ Black some personality. Yeah, slam well. it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That extra just repeating thing. the words yeah. like that. I thought that was cool. I'm yeah. glad that's happening because yeah. PJ Black has just faded so much into the back. Background. Yeah, it's um, good. and it's hard not to when you're standing next to uh, Johnny Mundo mm-hmm. and uh, Jack Evans. Those guys are so just like uh, they command attention. Yeah, they command so yeah. much attention. I'm glad that uh, that they that they recognize. Yeah. That. So this shot shows that they uh, or this this flashback shows that they slammed uh, Angelico's leg in the car door. Cuts back to Dario. That was laughing. pretty. That was pretty extreme. Yeah, it was pretty graphic. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so Dario says, no, you don't get it. You lost your last match, but Taya won. So she gets a match against Sexy Star for the Gift of the Gods. Makes actual sense. Yep. Makes total actual sense. Good stuff. Yep. Uh, and then we cut to in-ring, and Ivelisse cuts a pretty good promo. Challenges. But here's what I thought yep. was weird. Why are you challenging Katrina to something that's going to happen 39 episodes from now? I know. I don't get it either. That's what I have here. Weird booking. No. Yeah. Weird booking. I thought that Ivelisse's promo was great. I thought mm-hmm. Katrina's was good too. They, they were short. They were sweet. They used really strong language. They mm-hmm. didn't use feminine language. I'm going to crush her skull into the ground. I'm going to kill you, bitch. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It was it was heavy. You could even, when they cut to the crowd reactions, you could see people in the crowd looking at each other like, whoa. Yeah. This is this is pretty serious. Yeah. Um, they didn't, so they didn't try to put any sort of like feminine stamp on it in, in any way other than maybe, you know, using the B word, but mm-hmm. whatever. But it is a weird thing to have done because to to, yeah. to book this match forty episodes out and now so now what yeah so now what happens uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying they don't have a plan I'm not saying this is some this this could be part of something bigger and we'll see mm-hmm. but it seems weird yeah I think the real reason is Katrina's not ready to go right into the ring right away and I think it took a while to yeah it's gonna, to get her ready for like a Black Lotus style situation match but why. 
why, why mention it in why the first episode? It? You could have just been building up to it throughout this kind of thing. Like, hey, you, yeah. you fucked me over in Ultima Lucha Dos. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, should, should we be careful about the F-bombs? I don't know. We'll I don't know either. Out. We'll find hmm. out. I guess we will. <laughs> uh, so, that gives us to the next match. Taya versus Sexy Star. Uh, and they mentioned the From Dust Till Dawn brothers watching in the crowd. I had a huge problem with this. Yeah, this is... This was, uh, yeah, the first kind of, like, it looks starting to feel like the way WWE promotes their shit. Yeah. Um, by, yeah but, and I know it's El Rey Network, so I guess it makes it kind of more forgivable forgivable to uh, to mm-hmm. cross-promote. Yeah. No, man, I, I got to tell you, I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like it because, we, and we talked about this um, previously, but Lucha Underground... Um, does have one glaring like kayfabe problem and mm-hmm. that is is this an underground fight fight club if so why are there tv cameras yes and anytime that they draw attention to that it work does not work in their yeah, favor good and so when they when they cut to like oh look it it's these guys the stars of the el ray show blah, yes. blah 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 which is directed by this person uh-huh. and it's on the same network it's yeah. like you should not be mentioning the network you should not be mentioning the network you should not be mentioning television mm-hmm. programming mm-hmm. you should not be ever talking about the cameras yeah sometimes you can catch them in a glimpse here or there that's fine but don't ever bring attention to it it's yeah it's incongruous absolutely it's mm-hmm. like the daylight yeah. It's the same thing with the daylight. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing with like a fabricated prop on the on the thing, uh, the Dario. Uh, Dario style of doom. Yeah, it's just it's too it's too much like a television mm-hmm. program, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. They're they're leaning more towards WWE style uh, wrestling not, production when they yeah. do that, and they fail when they do. Yeah, yeah, they need to stay away from it. Yeah, agreed. It needs to be its own like contained universe yeah. where where you. Because if you're going to set up something where you where you're encountering luchadors on the street, you can't have the stars of Dust Till Dawn from your same network showing up in the yeah. audience, or have them show up in character. Yes, if if they Blend were in character, them. that would be okay. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. They did they name did they call them by the actors' names or by the that would be pretty awesome mm-hmm. if it all took place in the same they, universe. I think they may have done both. They, yeah. may, they said, "Oh, oh there yeah. it is, the Gecko Brothers, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. this guy and this guy." Okay, so let's get to this match. Uh, Good heat uh, in the early locks between the two, even though those headlocks went wait, on wait, for wait, a while. Wait, what, what match were we talking uh, about? Taya and Sexy Star. Okay. Uh, Taya has... They didn't get... You know what I noticed before we even start? They didn't get intros. No. They no. were just in the ring. Probably trying to keep things moving. Hmm. Uh, Taya has really nice offense and technique we've talked about. Uh, and after a bit of a back and forth, Worldwide Underground gets involved and, and ends up costing Taya the match. And then uh, they began a beatdown on on uh, on Sexy Star, and it's pretty uh, relentless. Got, the did, first kick to the stomach was kind when of like, Johnny Mundo just kicks kick. Sexy Star. The crowd is just like, yeah. what? They're so angry. Yeah. They are getting insane yeah. heat from doing that. Yeah. It was I thought it was great. Yeah, but, really good. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the trio champs come out to uh, to help everybody out mm-hmm. for the, the save. Um, and the trio's champs being Phoenix, Drago, and uh, Aerostar. Aerostar yeah. had gray gear. I didn't notice. Uh, yeah, it, was, it happened so cool. quick. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Drago cool. was in his standard black. Standard black? I was looking into it. Is that? But that's all he's ever worn, right? Is that, uh, no, is that's a great question. Really? He actually has had several um, different iterations. He started with blue. Oh, yeah, yes. And then, uh, and then he had uh, a single. Uh, he wore red once. Red once. That's right. And then he went to. Um, uh, black black that's what i know him by yes for yes. sure uh but he has made an appearance in in a white number oh yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and then ringing a bell he has had a uh, a white and purple sort of like aquamarine mm-hmm. sort of like underwater mm-hmm. drago version right and now here so we are back to black so there have been a few there's been there's been a few that's right okay <laughs> Uh, so next scene is in Dario Cueto's wait, office. Wait, wait, wait. What <laughs> okay. are you doing? Oh, you want to talk about this match? I got stuff to talk okay, about. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tell me what you thought. Like, Jeez. I mean, it was, yeah, I, to me, I thought it was uh, pretty straightforward. Taya, Taya helped as much as she can. I think Sexy Stars looked, is looking oh, better. I thought it looked great. She's athletic. Yeah. Um, I thought there was good storytelling that they were sort of uneven. They were even, mm-hmm. you know, at first. And the reason why Sexy Star got the upper hand on Taya is because of the interference yeah, from Johnny yeah, Mundo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It told, it told yeah. a fine story. It advanced uh, yeah. things. I think uh, Taya and and them should have a falling out at some point. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Well, I was wondering if they were going to tease that with the with this. But it uh, didn't quite seem as blatant as I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, that during this match, uh, Vampiro and uh, Matt Stryker... 
they make a reference to um, Vampire was like they're talking about uh, going hold for hold or like or some reversal or something. Oh, and uh, Masawa like uh, yeah, no, oh, no that was on something else. No, yeah, uh, oh, Vampiro mentions he's like oh it's just like Johnny Smith, Johnny in, Smith in yeah, this song, yeah, yeah. song, and even when I heard that I was like oh he must mean Johnny, Johnny Saint, Saint? No. and then that's what Stryker says. Stryker tries to correct him yeah. and says oh you you mean Johnny Saint? And Vampiro stands his ground. He's like no, his Johnny, Johnny Smith. Smith uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I've never... Heard of Johnny Smith? No, I've never heard oh. of... It's true, I've never heard of Johnny Smith, but I've never heard Vampiro bust out something such obscure wrestling that was really knowledge good. That was both back and forth, two guys like yeah. talking that kind of hardcore. Totally, hardcore, totally. they thought he was talking about a world of sport guy, but really he was talking about a guy who was in All Japan and also was in Stampede Wrestling. Oh, for, really? For quite a while, yeah. Oh, nice. uh, he had a legendary feud with Owen Hart. Uh, Kelly and I were trying to figure out they Kelly pushed Bur- him, uh, Kelly, Kelly Nelson, the, uh, the, the Ken Burns of Wrestling, wrestling. Uh, on our Stampede show uh, that he was pushed as, uh, we thought it might have been Kayfabe, he was cousins with Davy Boy Smith, because they kind of looked alike, but he thinks that they might have been legit cousins. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Johnny so Smith. I just wanted, he was yeah. a really good heel. He always called Owen Omar Punk. Omar Punk. Or Omar Hart. <laughs> Omar Hart, you little punk. <laughs> Omar. Yeah, that, this is my favorite part of the whole uh, um, episode. Was no, not like, the whole episode, but this is my favorite uh, my favorite Vampiro Mass Striker moment Good. of the episode. Yeah, yeah, I liked it too. Mm-hmm. Felt like two legit buds having a conversation about wrestling. About wrestling, and it felt like they were actual experts. And now you now it, it helps you understand why they, ha- why they are there doing this job. They're mm-hmm. not just two mm-hmm. random guys. Yeah, for know. sure. Um, so, yeah. Oh, the other thing I want to... Wait, the other thing I want to talk about is... Uh, when uh, Phoenix, Aerostar, and Drago make the save, Phoenix is wearing a like a merch shirt for Phoenix. Yeah, it that's the one that I wanted. So I had seen it a while ago. I, I I found it on like eBay a while ago, oh. but I haven't been able to find it anywhere else. I think oh, it's through AAA. Damn, yeah, I nice. love it. I love it. It's I love a blue it. and white. Shit. Now we both got our eyes on the races on, pal. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, a nice subplot yeah. for the season. Yeah. Who can get their hands on Phoenix's shirt first? Well, if any uh, if anybody wants to send me one, so, or me, yeah, that's right. You can uh, sh- uh, throw us a uh, private uh, private message on yeah, Twitter, yeah. and uh, we'll uh, we'll communicate. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right, can we go to this next suit? Yes, I'm <laughs> Dario's done. office. I'm okay. done. Uh, so Dario's on the phone. This was really good. Just, uh, we don't know who he's talking to. He's <laughs> yeah. like, eh, it wasn't that bad. There are a lot of really cool guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I wonder, like, like are we going to have yeah. when they introduce some new talent? Mm-hmm. Is the, are these going to be people that mm-hmm. Dario met in prison? Mm-hmm. It's and, an easy in. And and are they like masters of the weather? Like they're good with snow? That's why I call them cool guys. Give, give me a break. <laughs> He's not Canadian. He's from Alberta. I know. That was just idiotic. Uh, so enter Marty the Moth. And he said, uh, I hope you, you uh, gave you presents. I got, you got my presents on the inside. Are yeah. You, at first, I wasn't sure if he meant presents, like gifts, or like a presence, like I've been able to talk gifts. to the. And later, like he, he it's kind of cleared up at the end. Mm-hmm. Dar- Dario thanks him for the for his family's generosity. Mm-hmm. And he, again, he says, "Be ready for war." The second time they brought up war in the last, like going back to mm. the second season. Um, he mentions kill shot. They're going to have a no holds barred match. Oh, I believe it's called the weapons of mass destruction. Okay, cool, cool, and, and the. What's interesting is that Dario is talking about like how this has uh, never been ha- never happened before uh, a weapons of mass destruction match and that anything goes. But it's like, isn't it just a no holds barred match? At, in Lucha Dos, we had uh, Cage versus uh, the Mac, and didn't they use all sorts of wacky yes. weapons? Yes, well, it kind of yeah. feels like it's yeah. You, know, you can put a new label on, but you, yeah, you have, you have yeah, done it. Before. There's different kinds of stipulations that kind of mean the, the same thing. If Killshot was ever going to pull out a gun and actually shoot someone. <laughs> This is the this one. would be the match. This is the one. Well, he's like, we don't know where he is. He's just hiding, in the, like from the sniper. Oh my across god! The, across could you the, imagine across the street? You could do it. Oh, from like out the building, <laughs> yes, not even in the yes, temple. Yeah, oh, that would be so good. And that would be given a good excuse to bring the cops back into things. Because yeah. I don't know. Do you think we're going to see the cops again? Good they question. arrested Dario, uh, and they, and they sold them. Wait, were they arrested by? Like they don't, Dario doesn't necessarily know that Joey Ryan and and Cortez are are right. undercover, right? Good point. Um, Good point. I think, and I think they they've kind of teased it on their Twitter too. Good. Uh, that Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm back. glad they're back. Yeah. 
Uh, so Marty the Moth has a really uh, an extended freakout at the end. Do you remember this? It just kind of went on for a while, like yeah, yeah. bang bang. He said, and he's crazy. Yeah, I thought I liked him more in this uh, than I have um, before in some of his vignettes. Yeah, he's a pretty good actor in playing that kind of totally. what, they, what they're putting in front of him. It's not easy to do. No, it's not easy to do. He's doing it. He's doing it well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see a new layer to his character, sure. though, at some sure. point here. I, I think it, they, they can do something if they, they tease the, the 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 affluence that he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, so this brings us to our main event, which is Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Pentagon Dark, which is a great main event. Um, I kind of wish that maybe they would have held it off. I, I know you need something big for the uh, for the opener here. But there's really no reason for these two to be fighting. There could have been some real heat here. And maybe we'll get to it again later. But I, yeah, I, the rematch still is definitely possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good Good work overall by everybody. Me too. Um, Pentagon Dark. Um, you know, in the, yeah, I, in take f- back, I take back what I said uh, in our finale. He does know how to work a good match. He really yeah. does. He really yeah, does. That's I what I was about I was to say, up. too. That yeah. we, had, uh, we had settled on the fact that I think we were just so disappointed with his... Uh, in that, that final match yeah. in Ultima Lucha Dos that we may have been a little our judgment yeah. may have been a little clouded mm-hmm. but I, I enjoyed this match I knew what was going on it was all very clear it's true that his his moves uh, his moveset is a, is simple mm-hmm. he does have a simple moveset but he knows how to work it man yeah big like, time he, he's, he's pretty much just chops and kicks yeah. and then he pulls out a small package pile driver and yeah. that's kind of what he yeah. does yeah. And, but that's um, okay Sounds like uh, he tagged with uh, Phoenix at the Battle of Los Angeles. Yes, and Phoenix and, had and uh, matching on gear. gear. Damn. So cool! So cool! That would be pretty dope. I yeah. wonder if that's what they're if that's how what they're rolling as right now in AAA. Yeah, we'll look into that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to, I would like to see some AAA stuff. Um, so that was cool. Ray was wearing the mask of his uncle. They pointed that out. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Horse. It was really cool. I thought that was super dope. Uh, Ray's tattoos look insane. Are I don't know if new? that's new or maybe we just, like. Is he always wearing like a longer shirt or like he's usually covered? He this was, like he was just in like a kind yeah, of. A, he was usually like wearing a, like a sleeveless like vest type yeah. thing. Yeah, those are intense, though. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, as I was saying, I, I, can already, I could tell already early in this match that I was wrong about Pentagon Dark, the mm. thing I had said before. He did that chest stomp that looked really harsh. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, really good heat in the crowd, just because these guys are so over. Uh, one's beloved, and one's like the probably the most over in the in the temple. I think we've we've talked about Pentagon. Yeah, totally. Uh, the, totally. Top rope, Rano was great. Really good pace early. Not fast, but the right pace for the room. Like you can tell, these guys just understand how how to work this crowd. I'm with you. Um, some great stuff on the floor from both. A nasty tuck driver from Pentagon Dark out of nowhere, which Ray kicks out of. Yeah, that's his finisher. Yeah. So this puts um, and then. Well, continue with the match because I want to talk about the aftermath okay. and what this means. Yeah, there was just a nice counter. He missed the first 619. He hit kind of what looked like a sideways code breaker. I'm talking about Rey Mysterio right now. Uh, Vamp addresses this was good a good story arc throughout this is vampiro addressing that uh, pentagon wasn't hooking the leg because he doesn't yes. have his uh, thing anymore it happens a second time uh and the, after the second time it happened it was though pentagon had been hearing him bitching about him and goes right out to him and is yeah. right in his face like what's your problem uh and this ends up being the reason why was enough of a distraction for ray to hit the 619 and then awesome sunset flip pile driver from off the top a uh, bit of a wonky finish. I thought when it went outside, it kind of slowed the actual momentum of the match, mm-hmm. but it made sense storyline-wise. I still gave it three stars because uh, these guys are great. Yeah. Um, uh, post-match, Pentagon goes to break Ray's arm and is saved by Dragon Azteca Jr. Right. Which was fine. You know what I would have really liked is for Puma to come out to save him. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But then, and this makes sense uh, yeah. because he's his, It'll uh, give, his mentor. It gives everybody something to do next. Um, so Pentagon loses... So now we have the last at the the final episode of last season, this huge build up to Pentagon coming back and he loses. And the first episode of this season against Rey Mysterio and Pentagon loses. So what are we gonna do mm-hmm. with Pentagon? Mm-hmm. It's it seems so strange to me that you would have him not be the title holder right now. Uh, or just just coming out looking strong. Yeah, I think like well, no, this is the start of his struggle. It could be. Yeah, like like they should have plans for him. They're not gonna. This isn't a guy that they've they've just kind of okay, and we'll figure things out with Pentagon. He's not. He's yeah. not just like a a plug out there. Um, 
<laughs> he's not Bengala. <laughs> not that Bengala's a plug. <laughs> we think he's under. He is under. Definitely underutilized. Uh, it's just weird. It's just it puts him in such a weird spot. Pentagon. I just don't know. We'll see. To have him uh, lose two matches clean in a row. Mm-hmm. But he did break those two two arms before that match, so he's he's still somewhat of a scary dude. Yeah, I suppose so. He's still relevant. Mm-hmm. Just uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think there's one episode. We'll see where things go. I mean, I'm assuming we're going to see him versus Dragon X Dragon Azteca Junior. That would be his next match. That makes sense. Yeah, right? makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so that was that. Uh, goes to the very last segment. Puma. We see Prince Puma mm-hmm. reliving his match with Rey Mysterio. It's haunting him. <laughs> Vampiro enters wearing glasses because he has left early. I wonder if this is supposed to be he's just walked out and then found. Uh, remember, he left the table and just happened yeah. to see him on the way out here. I he's think like, so. oh, you're, you're feeling down too, pal? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and he offers him guidance. Uh, he says he's not the same since he's lost to Mil Muertes, which was a while back. Oh, this uh, is season one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, you, you need to take him out. He's like, I thought you'd... And, he said, and uh, Puma's like, I thought you'd be wanting me to take Pentagon out after mm-hmm. what's happened. He's like, no, nah, this is all about you. That's the yeah. last thing he says. This is which all is about interesting. You. It is, yeah. Because uh, we know that this is it for Prince Puma in the uh, this season mm-hmm. is the... Uh, well, we don't... The interesting thing about um, the character of Prince Puma is that that character is owned by lucha underground mm-hmm. so it's definitely possible that somebody uh, else i know yeah. i know but in in the same way that you know ray mysterio jr pentagon jr people hand down the mask sure right so could you could prince puma jr. there could be a prince puma jr at mm-hmm. some point mm-hmm. or they could just try to pull a fast one and be like this is prince puma yeah. this has been prince puma the whole time yeah. guys this is a television show actors yes. change yes right and i would accept that if the performer was up to snuff yeah if you put matt seidel on there maybe matt maybe okay that's a good point yeah. maybe okay yeah there's a couple will osprey oh my god yeah, yeah. shit I mean, I'm down. Yeah. So I don't want. I I don't think it's fair for us to assume that just because Ricochet is likely leaving the company, likely leaving the program, that does not necessarily mean that the character is done for. Mm-hmm. Right. I will say that I hope it is. Though I would prefer the character uh, see, is done for. Just see him. Yeah. Have yeah. something tied up and then sort of completed there. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to have some some sense of finality because yeah. there isn't a lot of that in mm-hmm. in uh, in wrestling. They're mm-hmm. just ever no so that would yeah. be kind of cool yeah i'd be down i'd be down if they do it right mm-hmm. and, and and not just they just just doesn't start he's just gone like dark claw or whatever that guy's name is <laughs> he's never coming back he's got the coolest gear coolest look coolest moves you get one match and then he's gone forever what kind of bullshit is this yeah it's a shame oh well dark claw what's he up to these days dark claw dark claw night where for, where for art though night claw whoever is one of them was the amalgamation of marvel and dc it's batman and and <laughs> wolverine right. the other one is a lucha underground wrestler that's right former. or somewhere else yeah former lucha underground wrestler uh yeah so overall it was a pretty good open uh pretty good premiere but it did uh i think give weight to my belief that season two was a transitional season because this even though this felt like the start it was really just taken from where we've left off in mm-hmm. a lot of in a lot of ways yeah um yeah uh, it, there wasn't that sense of um excitement mm-hmm. at the start of the season you know when season two started i was like chomping yeah. at the bit yeah, man yeah, i yeah. was so pumped there was a longer break and yeah this what and it was more of like a full kind of restart kind of thing, mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. was just kind of a little bit of a break and previously on Lucha Underground kind of thing. Yeah, it really just kind of felt uh, like the story is continuing. I think I think they might have been better served with a longer a longer time, or maybe even coming back and have Dario still be in jail. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dario is not around yet. Mm-hmm. Somebody else has taken over for a bit. Black Lotus maybe books a few matches sure. or something. Sure, that'd be weird, right? That would be weird. Yeah, yeah. So something like that, and that that gives that teases. So we get excited for Dario's return. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Man, you know what I'm pumped for? Aztec Warfare Three. Yeah, that is gonna be hot. Yeah, hot. Yes, yes. Very Ooh. much so. I Very love much it. So, um, all right. Uh, so actually, I have the um, like the TV guide, like preview uh, line of next for week. What, yeah, for what happens next week. So I just want to run this past. Okay. Here, so Why don't I get in the plugs before you do that? Yeah, then. sure. Sounds good. Uh, so yes, I am still uh, working on the Titans of Wrestling uh, Stampede Territory podcast here on Place to Be Nation with Kelly Nelson. We are about to. I think sometime this week, we're hoping to record. 
uh, episode number four, where we're finally going to look at the Stampede Wrestling footage that was on the network for like four days. Uh, six episodes. We're going to look at the first three. Uh, it's really good. Uh, I, I got, after looking back at it, I thought it was an even. But looking going back, at least that first episode is is action packed, man. How did uh, you get? How did you get? Uh, it's, it's out there it's out there everything's mm-hmm. out there man mm-hmm. uh I, that was a really cool thing with with those hidden gems that the network just dropped yeah uh, i think kelly and i will probably talk about this is there's a gino morella gorilla monsoon match that is from a stampede wrestling episode that is two episodes before the earliest existing television episode of of Stampede Wrestling that we talked about in our first episode. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Um, so, that, so this shows when the uh, one of, like, uh, a storyline, a part of a storyline that's kind of touched on yeah. in, the, in the thing there on those hidden gems. By the way, that last battle of Atlanta, yeah. have you watched it? No. Oh, my God. Is it good? It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. They, uh, I recommend, for those of us uh, who are on the, who do listen to the PTBN, PWO Network, um, the Titans of Wrestling talked about it right away, and they were just gushing about it. Cool. It's it's really something to see. And, and they say, uh, Kelly, uh, and it's kind of echoed by the other guys, the only thing missing from it is commentary, because it has been this long right. lost footage. And that oh, could have really... You know me, Trev. To brought, yeah. I like no commentary. And that, yeah. I like silence. Okay. Then you're really going to be blown away by Sweet. this, man. That's awesome. It's really something. Um, but yeah, uh, there's that. Uh, I've got a Bigfoot podcast coming out soon. Yes. I'll get hit you with deets about that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. So for for those of us who have been follow for those of, for our follower, Mister Charlton. <laughs> follower. <laughs> no, we have a couple out there. I know Maybe. on SoundCloud. Maybe we, we have do. some people who listen all the time and like us. Uh, we it's going to be a. We've talked with uh, like we said, Brad and Chad at Place to Be Nation. So we're, we'll, we'll you'll still be able to upload us for the first whatever three or four, and eventually. But we're still going to be available on Place to Be Nation as well for these first three or four right. th- this season, right? But eventually we'll be over there entirely uh, to hopefully make the transition easy for all of you. Uh, you were looking up one last thing, Max? Yeah, what was it? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, we'll give you some instructions on how to find us on Place to Be Nation uh, soon. But for now, you're fine. You maintain, uh, keep subscribing to us on YouTube in the same way you have before. You'll, you'll be okay. Um, next week, here's your preview. Uh, Killshot takes on Marty the Moth in the first Weapons of Mass Destruction match. We knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. Here's the kicker. <clears throat> the power of an Aztec amulet is revealed. Ooh. <laughs> what could that be? That's the kind of stuff I love. Yeah. yeah. That's what that I'm talking be cool. about. Because we, we saw in that trailer. We didn't even talk about that trailer. It just looked pretty crazy. Yeah. Some of the, like, the set design looked pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, Some definitely. of the visuals, costumes look crazy. Yeah. Sammy Callahan's character looks crazy. I couldn't even pick him out in there. Uh, do you remember there's like like uh, guys like in all checkers? Yeah, and yeah. Stuff? That's Sammy Callahan's oh, cool. uh, character. Looked really good. Nice. Really, really good. Yeah. It's going to be good. All right, man. That's it. We'll catch everybody uh, on the flip side. Uh, we'll be we'll, here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, we'll be here next week. Question is, will you join us? 